welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of What's Your Favorite Song? I'm your host, David Ashley, and what I want you to do for me is to go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you're new. Even if you're not new, if you're coming back and you're listening every once in a while, I appreciate that. Hit that subscribe button. You don't want to miss what we got coming, you know, um, each week, you know. Also, uh, we are also now live on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcast, um, for all you um, Apple bullies out there. Yeah, I said it, you some bullies. I'm going to catch one of y'all. I'm an Android user. I'm going to catch one of y'all phones. It's going to be a stranger. I'm going to catch one of y'all phones and I'm going to just chuck it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you to, I'm going to ask you to listen to my podcast and then threaten to throw your phone. My bad. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so go ahead and do that. And after the episode is over, go ahead and uh, tell, you know, a couple of people about the podcast. If you have a favorite episode um, or favorite topic, you know, something that um, was compelling for you, go ahead and, you know, share the podcast with at least two people. You know, podcasts, while oversaturated, are, you know, are still an up and coming thing. Like a lot of people, um, even a lot of you listening now don't, you know, are, are only listening because of me. And I've been told this. I'm not, you know, being cocky or anything. But, um, yeah, so I appreciate you listening. I appreciate your time. Hopefully I can. Uh, my goal is to get you through a drive to or from work or your lunch break or whatever. Maybe you could split it up and um, and do it that way. But. Uh, yeah, so hopefully your weekend went well um, since the last time we spoke. Um, the Nets have been swept from the playoffs, not just eliminated. They were the only team um, to get uh, swept from the playoffs. Um, let's see. Um, oh, Ozarks dropped their final season, season four, part two. Um Netflix apparently didn't want to do a season five because they'd had the the bump, like the bump in pay. They would have had to pay everybody. Um, they didn't want to do it. So they gave them a season four and they cut it in half. Or at least that's what Jason Bateman said. So, um, Oh, it's really good. It's really good, man. I If you don't watch Ozark, I would suggest you do it. Uh, if you do watch it and you haven't watched this uh, last season, um, you should do it. Seven episodes. They split season four into two seven episode parts and oh man it does not disappoint man it's as eerie and dark and murky as always and funny just like oddly funny you know um man bravo man just a great way to close out a show um i hope for that opportunity one day you know as a as a creator as an actor to be a part of a a show like that man it was amazing so Man, why my phone just pop on? I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? Uh, okay. Um, yeah, what else is out there? So, um, man, I'm going to, I went to a comedy show. I went to see, uh, her name is Zainab, John, Zainab Johnson. She's funny, man. You should check her stuff out. She's got a show called Upload. Uh, it's not her show, but she's on the show. Like, she's a main character, uh, you know, one of the main characters on the show or something like that. But she's on the show. It's on Amazon Prime. But she's a hilarious stand-up comic. I went to see her um, and, you know, a few more comics uh, last week. I'm going to see Dion Cole this this Friday, and I'm going to um, see Chappelle. Chappelle's been, he had his, like, little residence almost five, six nights at the Hollywood Bowl. It's an outside venue, and I missed it the other night, man. It, it, it Busta Rhymes, Usher, 
bunch of comedians. Everybody just came out. And I'm like, all right, so Tuesday's going to be the last night. And uh, the great thing about the Hollywood Bowl is that there aren't there aren't any real bad seats. Like if you're not sitting right up under the stage, one of the great seats that people are paying 1500 for, I ain't there yet. <laughs> um, that would be an irresponsible purchase for me. Um, yeah, if you're not, you know, in one of those, you know, the jumbled stream screens, jumbotrons, and the sound is good enough to where there's not really a bad seat in the house. So I'm going to do that and, um, you know, try to enjoy this week. Get out, man. My back has been crazy recently trying to stretch that out and work that out. And, um, you know, man, we just we just here to get it. So this week's episode, we got a great episode. My friend Monique Lamb. Monique Lamb is a currently a fighter, fight, firefighter, a woman, a female firefighter, <laughs> a um she owns a bakery. I'm not a bakery, but she has a baking company. Let me let me just say that. I'm putting 10 on it, huh? Huh, Mocha? <laughs> um, she was a mortician. Um, she, you know, is a female bodybuilder. Just interesting. You talk about somebody who said, oh, you know what? This is my path. I want to tackle this thing. And she just does it, man. And I'm impressed. Uh, by her as a human being and she's a good friend i've known her over 20 years so the next voices that you hear would be that of myself and monique lamb and i hope you enjoy it y'all let's go so welcome good people we are um we have another special interview today um somebody i like to call I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Latte for your bate. <laughs> uh, I've known this person for I can say over 20 years now. Oh shoot! Um, yeah, yeah. Met at the campus of Tennessee State University. She is a terribly interesting person. She has a particular set of skills, and you'll see what I'm talking about, uh, which is why I wanted to have her on. Um, uh, this is Pop Pop and Walk. You know. And walk. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Toledo's own. We don't want to forget to say that. There Toledo's own. Um, we might be cousins somewhere in the background because I got family <laughs> in Toledo. Um, Monique Lamb. How you doing, Monique? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna be professional. I'm gonna call you Monique today. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're gonna try to keep nickname. We're gonna keep it professional. Um, how you doing, Mocha? What's I'm, happening? I'm good. Just chilling. That's okay. all. Thanks okay. for having. Hey, no problem. Thanks for being on. Thanks for being on. So we're gonna get right to it. I'm not even going. I'm not even gonna play with you. Okay. <laughs> Monique Lamb. What's your favorite song? You know what? The funny thing is, I do not have a favorite song. I just love music, like different genres. It can be, I can have one from each genre, but I don't have a favorite song. I get that. I get that. That's why I started it. So, so give me many. I started the podcast because it was like, you know, I got a favorite song, and the more I asked, the more I realized, wait, everybody ain't got a favorite song. You just weird, David. So, <laughs> give me, give me like two or three like comfort songs 
okay. or one or two like songs that when you hear it's just it's just do something in your system and you just like yeah <laughs> i'm about to listen to this three times um so i love mm, moments in love Oh, nice. Nice. The funny thing is, um, when I was a little girl, um, our high school during homecoming, that was the main song. Um, wow. like song that our court came out. And I remember my brother was on court. I love that song. And I've loved it for years. Like, so that, uh, uh, I can <laughs> keep listening to that song. Okay. And shout out to Dave. Dave said that's his favorite <laughs> song. <laughs> Yes, I, I love that song. Um, um, between the sheets. Hey, girl. Um, keep this. We gonna keep this PG, Mocha. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know all the all the baby making song, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. You know, I love hip hop, but I don't have a favorite song in hip hop. No, I, no. Okay. Like I just like hearing old school hip hop. So okay, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's perfect. That's perfect. Okay. All right. So, what's the first album that you owned or purchased? Man, I don't know if, since you're from the Midwest, so I don't know if you heard of them. Maybe Southerners haven't, but um, <laughs> I had, in the eighth grade, um, I bought the cassette tape <laughs> of uh, Paper Boys. The Diddy? Oh yes. my god. Yes. That was the first one. Oh. That's so funny that you know. Oh, oh my joy. Oh man, here we go from the top. Second verse of the same song. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Oh, that's good. Oh man, that's a yeah. I'm about to listen to that five times. <laughs> okay. Now we back to the favorites part. And okay. it's, it's difficult. What is your favorite album, or what's an album that you can just skip straight through? That I can skip straight through. I'm sorry that you can just listen to straight through. What am I talking about? Um, I would say 
Oh my gosh, I can't think of the name of the album. That's crazy, but it's by One Twelve. I can listen to um part three. That's right, girl. You are so I can listen to the whole part three. Is that the one where I'm, I'm a play? I'm a player. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Ooh. Ooh. People get on me because one of the, you know, I don't move past their second album, like album wise. I listen to okay. their songs, like right. I'm a player and, and, and your letter and all of that. But, um, They'd be like, nah, part three, that one's uh, I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I only do the first 112. Yeah. But okay. I just, I slept on them. Yeah. I love part three. But you know what? It's sad because I have two more that I can listen to. I can listen to Mama's Gun. And it might not grow. Shit. You never know. Can listen to Jasmine Sullivan's first CD straight through. That's the one where I bust the windows out. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that that first, well, that mama's gun. Ooh, oh, I slept on it when it first came out, and I think it was the summer at TSU. I was there for a summer school and volleyball training, and I don't know who was playing it, but after that, I was like, oh my gosh, I've been sleeping on this album. Wow, yeah, that mama's gun, man. I mean, Orange Moon. I can oh. listen to Orange Moon. I have to make myself stop listening to Orange Moon. I can listen to that over it's and over beautiful. and over again. Okay. All right. So what was your favorite concert? I'm sorry, your first concert. Your first concert. Uh-oh. But Monica's mom took... <laughs> hey, shout out to Monica. Shout out to Mozzarella. Um... <laughs> She took us to Kirk Franklin. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, yes. So that was my first concert. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Oh, oh I need a moment. School, yeah. I need a moment. <laughs> my sister thought that was funny. She was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that must have been like God's property.
Yeah. Oh God, that's great. Oh, that's beautiful. And and if you have one, uh, what was your what's your favorite concert since? Ooh. Can I pick two? Oh, of course. Stevie Wonder was a great concert. Scott. Where'd you see him? I saw him in Nashville. Nice. Yes. And I, when I tell you that concert was so good, they encored him back on the stage. Oh, come yes, on. Yes, it was oh. so good. Like the energy was there. Like it was oh. so where where did where was it? Um, I want to say because took me. Um, it wasn't was it the Gaylord? No, maybe. I don't know. It was somewhere downtown. You said who took you? Jade. Remember Jade? Hey, Jade. Yeah, Shout yeah. out Jade. Um, and, okay, what was the other one? Stevie and who else? Jill Scott. You're here. I'm pleased. I really dig your company. Your style. Your smile. Your peace mentality. Lord, have mercy on me. I was blind, now I can see what a king's supposed to be. Baby, I feel free. Come on and go meet. Let's take a long walk around. It was a really good concert. Ooh, Jill Scott. Okay. And she is raw. <laughs> she is raw. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember when she did to that poor microphone a couple years back. <laughs> hey, Jill. She now, lives in, she now lives in Nashville, by the way. Yeah, yeah, wow. okay. And I actually saw that one in Memphis. In Memphis, okay, Memphis, yeah. man. Listen, I, I still, I still can't forget. This is just a departure, okay? Okay. I, I still, you know, I'm still salty about me and John Baker. We're driving to California from Nashville. Mm -hmm. We stop in Memphis. Can't get a hold of Mocha. What? Yes. Yes. Dad. Yes. So, hey, I mean, listen, man, listen. I'm so sorry. You know, look, Dad. 15 15 years later, I'm like, but but I remember, yeah. is this the first time you brought it up? Probably not. I, I you know what? Well, I Probably. apologize. Nah, man, it's cool. I want to see my <laughs> friends and my little my little half cross country trip. You know, let me stop. Um, <clears throat> so. Um, you survived that. That was a great segment. I, you know, I thought you weren't gonna get. I was like, ah, I'm okay, finna. You, you showed up. I appreciate right. that. See? So, so check this out. From Toledo, Ohio. Mm -hmm. What high school did you go to? I went to Jessup W. Scott. Jessup W. Scott. Okay. Bulldogs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you are um, one of how many? I'm one of eight. One of eight. Okay, mm -hmm. where do you fall in that? Litter. You're the youngest. Wow. Okay. I was the oops. Well, child. <laughs> she was the oops. 
they thought they were done. Listen, man, I, I, for the longest time, I was like, Mocha line, man, Mocha in the CIA. I don't ever, <laughs> I don't see no siblings. I don't know, you know, but, yeah. um, wow, okay, okay. Do you think that, I mean, you think that makes you, um, I mean, uh, I don't know, you think you had more, more freedom there because your parents were a little older, correct? Right. When they had um, I will say, um, I did. Um, my uh, parents were great. Um, they were they they were disciplinarians though. But mm. I know from stories from my sisters, my older siblings, and even like the ones that are closer in age. Well, my brother he had a lot of freedom, so we we not only talk about him. He had a lot of freedom. <laughs> but as far as the girls, because you know my dad had a tight handle on the girls. Mm. So, um, but I did get it because I was able to date at sixteen where oh. my other sisters weren't now nice. it's a fight <laughs> but you know okay. i was like nah we about to stop this she can she can have a boyfriend so oh, okay. So okay a couple of things that they weren't allowed to do i was allowed to do so i will say that but okay. italian did not play okay <laughs> no <laughs> nah okay and how do you um get to tsu and where else were you thinking about going so the funny thing is um I applied a lot of places. Um, my main focus was um, Norfolk State. I was gonna go there, um, but then I don't know. I have you know how I had that weird. Um, this is weird. I, I can't believe I'm just saying this on the podcast. You know how the little I told you that the blue lights at the airport freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so like those like naval bases and stuff like that. Like wow, yeah. Like industrial air. They just weird me out There's something weird about it yeah yeah so i when i saw that i was like nope <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i did get a scholarship offer to shaw university okay um but being the youngest my dad was like girl please you are not going that far uh, um, okay and i got accepted to like bowling green state university university of toledo kent state eastern okay. michigan um think Akron. Okay. And but, these are and this was a scholarship for uh was it for volleyball? These are just PWIs I applied to. <laughs> like it, I was just it. going to school. I didn't have But the scholarship for Shaw. That was, was basketball. Basketball. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh never but, knew about that part. Yeah. But okay, let's <laughs> but go. But I ended up um the funny thing is after because Eastern Michigan was my next choice, but <sighs> once again went up there to visit it was too big. I was like nope <laughs> Mm, it was a big campus. It. I was like, so you been saying I have to park my car to get on the shuttle? Uh -uh. So Monica actually was going to, she was like gung-ho about going to Tennessee State. So I was like, well, well, let me check it out, you know. And the funny yeah. thing is I applied. I didn't even check it out. I went to priority orientation. First, my dad was like, she's not going to TSU. And wow. my like, she will be okay, Monica, because I got accepted. And she was, Monica, she'll know somebody down there. So Monica's going down there. So um, when he took me to priority orientation, he was so he bought us windbreakers and all that type stuff. So he was just <laughs> like, yes, okay. So that's how I ended up at TSU. Oh, that's dope. Okay, yeah. okay. And um, now, so what was that that process of getting on the on the team on the volleyball team? I started with basketball first. God, I did. 
I played, I actually, it was a short career, but I walked on and I made the team out of, I think it was like 20 something girls. And it was a very long <laughs> tryout. Um, we had, we started like, um, I think it was the end of August. Cause yeah, we started school in August at TSU, didn't we? Okay, yeah. so <clears throat> end of August and it didn't end till I think the end of September, early first week of October. So we had to go, you know, play pickup. We had to get up for morning runs to, you know, um, but made the team. And then I found out that um, it was, I think after the second game, um, I was an honor student in high school, but I wasn't good at standardized tests. So oh. I don't know if you know, you have to go through the uh, NCAA clearinghouse. The clearinghouse, course. yeah. And I was a partial qualifier, which means I wasn't eligible. I had to sit out my first year. And so um, they told me that um, basically I was kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they were good, but they were like, you know, they hated it, but they were like, um, I mean, basically told me I was a partial qualifier that I wasn't going to be eligible. So I was like, oh, my God. So I just couldn't imagine being just a student because I had been a student athlete my whole life. Yeah, and, it's um, different. Right. And so um, they told me that I could try out again next year. I was like, no, nah, that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> because think about it. I think during that year they had a lot of play returning players. And mm -hmm. they had a certain amount of scholarship players, which only left like one or two spots for a walk-on. It's always somebody better than you. Mm, so that yeah. was guaranteed that I was going to make the team again. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, nah. So I ended up – um actually seen the volleyball coach at a basketball game and I approached her and introduced myself and she told me just to come out and you know see what I, I have or whatever so she, I came and she you know set balls for me to see if I can hit and she was like uh and why are you just not coming out <laughs> damn so yeah so um first year of course um I think she gave me books but after that you know I had to prove myself of course and then I ended up um, earning a partial scholarship so nice you know, because, you know, we were out of state. You know, that was expensive being out of state. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And she, yeah, she helped She helped us out. So, Oh, that's beautiful. Mocha was a D1 athlete in two, in two sports. I'm a little <laughs> – <laughs> how have we never hooped? At least shot around, man. That's that's wild. That's uh, wild. Okay. I shoot around with you, but right now, the way these knees work. Oh, uh, listen, man, listen. We could play horse. Right. Doggone it. Other than that, ain't nothing happening. No, right. So, you know, so how did you get into, um, because you started going to, so you graduated and you started going to dental school. Is that? Is that mm -mm, I never, so I thought about um, dental school while I was at TSU. So I took the prerequisites and anything. I was, once again, good at standardized tests. I'm just mm -hmm. going to be real. So, mm -hmm. um prepare for the DAT. I didn't do too well or whatever, but, um, so wait, you were, you were interning with, um, uh, Mrs. I, Mrs. Walker, right? Uh, uh, Turner. I did Dr. Mrs. Turner. Turner. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dr. Turner. Yeah. She opened her doors to me to let me come in and, you know, do shadowing and everything. And then I actually eventually start working for a dental office. Okay. Uh, I okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So, um, then, um, I just couldn't get, get right with this test, you know, and but mortuary was kind of still in my heart, 
But I, you know how you kind of like struggling, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so my mom was always like against it. My dad was always like, that's my girl, you know? Mm. <laughs> and my mother used to be like, oh, you're going to be so morbid. I'm like, but this personality, uh-uh. That's, that's not- funny. So wait a minute. When did that, so that came before the thoughts of uh, being a dentist? Yeah. Uh, I've been oh. wanting to be a mortician since the eighth grade. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then so, it kind of, when somebody told me I wasn't going to make no money when I was in college, I was like, I ain't going into that. Like, mm, you know, you, you a broke student. So you when you think about that, you're like, uh-uh. Yeah. But, oh, hey. Okay. <laughs> Wait, is that where, is that is that how you met Jade then, as far as the, the dentist? No, I met, I met Jade through Candace. Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. Hey, Candace. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Candy lady. But yeah. Okay. And um okay, so so you graduate. What happens after you graduate? From TSU? Yeah. Um actually I was working at a uniform store. Okay. Then from the uniform store, I was working at a um I was working at I can't think of the name. It was with um like at rescue. Okay. Um, how did you how did you make it back to uh, to 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 the mortuary? Um, one day me and my mom was talking, and she brought it up because I was like, "I got to show me a sign." Mm. And so uh, she actually brought it up one day. And was like, "Have you thought about you know going in the mortuary?" And I was like, Ugh! "Like, wow. she never was like with it." Oh, she just wants to see her baby happy. When she saw when I saw her support, I was just like, man. And she was like, Well, a book came and maybe you should apply. And so that was kind of like my green light to wow. hey, I don't need to be a dentist. This is my calling. Even though I ain't working in it right now. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still in there though. It's still you know, in there. Yeah, I want to get back into it. I really do want to get back into it. I just gotta figure out a way to get there, you know. And that's what you were doing in Memphis, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So now explain that. Go ahead. So senior year started at a uniform store, and it, when I graduated, I was still there. But I end mm-hmm. up um because my my actually degree was in psychology. I took psychology so I can venture into mortuary school to know how to deal with parents and all that. Okay. So psychology, but I had the prereq for them. I know it's kind of confusing, but you know. No, I got you. I had all my prereqs for dental because I thought I wanted to be a dentist. Scatterbrain. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, uh, um, so the uniform store. From the uniform store, I went to the um, at-risk youth um, center or whatever, and then from there, I went to dental. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. To dental. Okay. Yeah. And um, so, explain the process of. Um, so if you're at the mortuary, explain what you would have been doing. Like if you were in more, you know, if you were in that field right now, explain what your title would be and then the process of what you would be doing. Okay, so I'm gonna say it depends on the funeral home. So I could just tell you what I did when I was there. Got it, got it. Okay, because I am actually uh I have a dual license. I'm a funeral director and an embalmer. They're two separate. Got it, got it. Yeah. Um, so I would get there and go up to the prep room. Um if we didn't have funerals that day, they well, they would have a, a sheet to let us know if we have funerals, if you were assigned on that funeral. Um, and during the week, sometimes, it, of course, during the week, um, the schedule is kind of low. Now, on Saturdays, we used to have, and this is no exaggeration, like 20-something funerals. 
Jeez. No, Memphis. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, I would go up there, look, and then they would let me know what I was doing that day. So I may, it may have been a body in the back, and I would have to embalm it. Um, because I was a student embalmer. So after, you know, first you shadow, and then they teach you, and then after a while, it's like, okay, go ahead, and you still have somebody watching you, or whatever. So, so, so you you don't have a weak stomach at all, then? Yeah. Poop. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I forgot poop was your ever okay. And vomit. Now blood, guts, that'll bother me. But if I okay. see that, I'm like, oh, oh, and then you know Got I have nostrils. Come on. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So yeah. Okay. So, so either you... we embalming, um, maybe we have bodies to pick up. You see what I'm saying? So it, mm -hmm. it just I worked for a really big funeral home down there. Okay. Yeah. And so you get, uh, so explain to me the transition from working in a funeral home to firefighter. So <clears throat> the transition. So of course, you know, 2008, I lost my mom. Yes. And um, so we decided, me and my siblings, um, that we would go home and help with my dad. So my sister moved home first, but my dad told me to go ahead and just finish school because I was going to leave. And he was mm -hmm. like, nope, your mom would have wanted you to finish. So I finished, graduated, um, moved back to Toledo. Um, and <laughs> one day I was watching TV. I was watching the news. And it was, uh, they had a scene. And I was like, oh, huh. nah, I'm tripping. You know, I was <laughs> <laughs> there are gonna be a scatterbrain again. The you seed is being planted, huh? Yeah. yeah like, oh. Then it came up again. I'm like, I can't do anything now because you know I'm taking care of my dad. You know, and mm -hmm. actually when I moved up there, my cousin hooked me up with a funeral home which I will not name. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, I never got paid. Oh no, God. Under and bond. Really? Scandalous really? going on. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty bad. But um even pointed out something that I shouldn't have seen and I think that's why that they were like they had no more work. <laughs> oh really? Okay. I saw I saw a oh, body no. with stuff stacked on top. No. It was a container, but if you don't know from the naked eye, you don't know, but I know the type of container. So I'm like, because I was, you know, it wasn't nothing going on at the funeral home. So I was cleaning and I was cleaning out in like the garage area where there's no air. Mm -hmm. There's no central air or anything. So I'm cleaning and then I see this bucket. Then I see some other stuff. And I'm like, this looks like a cremation crate. Oh. I lift it up. Ta-da. Wow. Went up there, was like, uh, you know it's a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> Did they forget about it? Like, what was the being trifling? That's what that was. Wow. Yeah, that's what they were wow. doing. Got it. Got it. So I okay. think because I was, I guess you want to call it a whistleblower. Mm, got it. They were like, you know, it wasn't verbally said like we don't need your services anymore. But, but we ran, but we ran out of hours. Schedule that day, yeah. After that day, yeah. 
they told they told us it was like oh yeah 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 go um you and such and such y'all go and take it up to the crematory dude you're not even chilling this body oh no yeah, yeah. So. anyway so i was working for one for maybe a week <laughs> okay got it and um like i said you know um saw that on the news and then i thought about it I was like hmm because i you know i'm very active mm-hmm. and i have noticed in even before then i'm not a um i'm just not built to do a nine to five got it and i'm not built to be behind a desk all day mm-hmm. yeah, so um i thought about it researched it um called um this was after the fact because i had lost my dad three years later mm-hmm. so after the fact i decided to go ahead and like I said, research and everything. So talked to um, my nephew with, he lives down here. He's APD and um, talked to my high school sweetheart's mom. Cause she was a firefighter up there and they gave me some good advice. And they were like, yeah, I think th- that'd be a good look for you. So wow. um, we had and applied and actually Cobb called me first. Okay. Yeah. And then the other place called me. And then the other <laughs> place calls you. Okay. <laughs> So now, yeah, nine. Wow, years. so nine years in. <clears throat> wow. So, so describe to me that um, the training process for, if you can, you know, much as you can, the training process for um, coming to firefight. Um, to me, it was. I liked it. Um, some days would be harder than others. Um, but a lot of times, you know, it was just mental stuff. You know. Okay. And um, you're an athlete, right? So the yeah, physicality yeah. is, you know. But the way I looked at it, I try to keep a positive um, outlook on stuff. We were getting paid to go to school and to work out. Got it. Period. Got it. Okay. So, I mean. I mean, are you facing, are you getting, are you catching flack because you are a woman or how does that work? Or how many of them um, were working out the same time you were? As far as when I was in recruit school? Yeah. I mean, you know what? No, no. I mean, if they did, they didn't say nothing to me. Okay. As far as my, my, I mean, I heard some stuff um, from some of my classmates about some people didn't like women on the job, but I don't care. You want to wear? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't heavy though. Yeah, it Not wasn't heavy. Okay. As far as that, no, nah, nah, nah. Okay. It was like it was four of us, four women in the class. Four. Okay. And and so you so you bounce around to different stations, right? No, I mean, no, no, I mean, you have a set station, but if the city needs um, you to fill in somewhere, then yes, you may have to go, but you're not, I'm not necessarily bouncing around. Uh, Do you, do you encounter other women often? Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 And, and, and so describe to me your, your first, um, your first call. I don't even know my first call. No. No. So it wasn't even a thing. Like it was our first shift. We had thirty calls. Jeez. Yeah, and Jeez. a lot of times, you know, we, somehow we get canceled. But to get up and down after midnight, like uh, ten times, is it can be tiring. So after my first shift, I was like, oh shoot. So I had to sleep for like a day and a half, you know, because I wasn't used to that. But now, yeah. I mean, but now my first fire, I could tell you about my first fire, but not my first call. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we pulled up on scene and that mug was blazing. <laughs> it 
And actually, I didn't get my first fire until like eight months into the job. Really? really? I mean, we had like trash fires and maybe, right, right. but not like a, a structure fire. And so, uh, I mean, fire was rolling out the door and um, I was on the nozzle. So we pulled holes okay. and um, it's funny. He's like my favorite lieutenant too, but he's he's a captain now. But uh, he was like, I was testing you. I was going to see if he was going to be scared. And he was like, <laughs> I was like, knock it down. I, I, he didn't push me in there. He said he did, but he didn't push me in there. But he kind of had me by the back or whatever. Like, okay. you know, they, they support you behind the holes or whatever. So um, I knocked it down and we went in. That mother was rolling down the stairs and everything. It was, yeah. But then my sergeant at the time had too much pressure on the nozzle. And, you know, I was thin. My lieutenant was thin. We getting thrown all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, what the heck? How much pressure did you have on that nozzle? Like, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So other than that, you all are, are showing up. Um, well, I'm sorry. You get there. Are you nervous? Your first fire? Are you nervous or do you oh, have absolutely. enough training? Okay. Absolutely. Because you mean, like I say, it's your it's your first, you know, and you like, uh oh, like, but yeah, you get okay. nervous. But now, you know, it just depends on what you have. You know, even now, if it's something like crazy, you can get nervous. But a lot of times, you know, especially if you have a good crew, you straight. You straight. Okay. Yeah, you straight. And so, you, you know, in addition to, you know, fires, you all show up at car accidents and, and stuff like that. Has has that kind of stuff, I mean, how does it affect you? Do you hold it with you when you might, you know, come to a scene and you've, you know, somebody is, you know, uh, didn't make it, right? And there's somebody there, um, you know, at a bad car accident or whatever uh, have you. Like, how do you, how do you, I mean, are you jaded? Or like, uh, are you used, can you get used to something like that? Um, once again, I think it depends on the person. Me, it doesn't really bother me. Um, as far as like affect me internally, but okay. you always have to have outlets just in case because it could affect you and you not know it until later. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, I have a pretty good spiritual life, so okay, but okay. other than you that, just... it really doesn't bother me, I guess, because I don't know. If Mortuary set stage. Oh God! No, but I do have compassion for people, so I don't want people to think that I do right. have compassion for people, and I do think about like, man, you know, their family or if they have yeah. kids behind. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. on that aspect, yes, I just I'm I'm like, man, like, you yeah, know? I know, I get that, I get that. Okay, and um, but you always have a support system too. You know, um, I've been blessed to have good crews. Um, nice. So I'm sure if anything I want to talk about. And then we have um, services on a department that, you know, especially if they hear about it's a bad call. they'll Or you can tell your, your captain and they'll they'll have services come out for you, you know. Ah, got it. Have got stuff, it. you know. Okay. For us. Okay. Okay. And um, so how, sorry, how did you get into... Now, t tell me if I'm saying this right. I'm going to say competitive bodybuilding. You would call it what? That's it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want to. I want to call it something wild. Okay. So, how did you? What was the? You know, what happened? What was the dream behind that? How did you get into that? Um, it seemed like you know what I 
feel so crazy because it's it seems like I'm just telling you like I fell into stuff, not like oh I mean listen, man. Listen, Mocha. Life is about experiences. And the the more things you fall into, it's just the more you have to pull from, man. It's all about memories. You're right, because I always used to tell people, um, if I wanted to be a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick maker, I'm gonna do it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, we're gonna talk about one of those later, by the way. (laughs) um, Put out the candlesticks and then the other, you know. Um, the guy that I was uh kicking it with. Um, we just used to work out and then he was like, have you ever thought about competing? And I was like, no, I like to eat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we left that alone, you know, and then, um, I started seeing, cause now it's, it's becoming very, very popular. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't remember coming up and seeing so many women mm. competing, you know, you had the anomalies, you know what I'm saying? But right. really didn't see it. And, but I think now that they have more divisions. You know, you have more people competing, but um, I would see people in their transformations online. You know, some people coming from 200 plus pounds to then being a competitor. And I'm like, that is commendable. And if they can, you know, not they vice, why can't I? Food is wow. so, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? And it was a new challenge. And it, clearly you can see I'm always up for the challenge. So, oh, man. so um, I remember coming back from Miami. And I was like, hey, and I had gains of weight. I was like, hey, <laughs> after I see my after Miami body, I was like, uh, yeah. I'm like, let's try it. I want to see if I can do it. But then when you start seeing the amazing transformation and the changes like week by week that your body goes through, you like, dang, I didn't realize like the body can do that. So wow. yeah. Okay. So it's very interesting. I mean, it's it's a it's you have to be very disciplined. Um, but it's doable. Okay. And so what, okay. Speaking of eating, you know, you and I, we went on a, we went on a great, uh, snacking spree one night. Hey, you know, if you ever need a snacking button, you know, I got you. Oh man. That was legendary. It's like, oh man. The funny thing is, if anybody would have saw us, they would have yeah. thought we smoked. 100%. And we didn't. Like, 100%. that was hilarious. <laughs> so, so, right? so, yeah. Okay. And so, as a, you know, so describe, there's the, the is there a swimsuit portion and a portion and a posing? Like, what are the... <laughs> Different categories within within. So there. you have bikini, the bikini division, um, which that's what I'm in. Um, okay. A lot of striations. They want you to have like a more, um, I want to say, athletic build. Then you have figure where they want a little bit more striations, but um, and balance. Striation. Your muscle striations. Oh, uh, okay. Oh so, yeah. yeah. They don't so want you just too too ripped. The big it, words, Gina. The big I'm words. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then you have, um, they just introduced wellness to the uh, U.S. I think like two years ago. Okay. Um, it was big in, I think, um, like South America or something. And okay. then, um, you have physique and fitness. So, so it's different. You, Some of them I'm not really sure about. But, mm-hmm. you, you know, <clears throat> and you okay. can 
because if you put them all up, you can see the difference between each. Okay. And listen, I'm not gonna lie, it caught me off guard. Okay, we hadn't talked in a minute. I didn't know, so I told, like I told you, when I saw the picture, I was like, oh, I was like, Mocha, are you okay? Because I didn't see. I was just like, is Mocha okay? Oh my god! And then I think Candace or something told me, yeah, she just. I was like, oh. Oh, don't tell me you thought I had something. <laughs> I ain't know. Okay, I didn't. I mean, that was the first thought that I had. Okay, yeah. the first thought that I had was like, oh wait, because you know you have to. I like I know Mocha. You have to. You know you talk about svelte. Like yeah, this is another word. <laughs> Your mustard extraviations was crazy. I was like, extraviations. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um. Wow. So how many pounds would you say you dropped from when you first started? Like, what did you get down to? Or did you replace I, it with muscle? Like, uh, how did you? 25. 25 pounds? Okay. Yep. Okay. I mean, listen, y'all, Mocha was really about, like, we're not talking about, like, oh, this is a hobby. She was really out here, like, on some, like, on, on <laughs> oh, some no. flex. I dropped 30. Wow. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I dropped 30 pounds. Yep. Okay. Now, would you say that's an amount, I mean, since you've been doing it, do you stay around a certain or when it's time to compete, do you um <laughs> she just gave me a face like uh I was so ashamed. <laughs> Normally the norm is you stay at least 10 pounds around stage weight and no, I don't stay. <laughs> Got it. But Got that's it. all right. I'm about to get back down and this 40 plus year old about to get let's back. get it. So let's get it. So Okay. Oh, well, have you competed in your 40s yet? Not yet, and I want to. Ooh, yeah. Let's get it. Let's get it. Okay. Let's get it, Mocha. All right. Listen, I said I was going to call you Monique. I've called you Mocha every <laughs> single time. I knew it was going to happen. I, I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're going to keep it professional. So, Mocha, it's like the very next sentence. Okay. Oh, great. So, describe, I mean, right quick, just that, that, um, just that time before you train. Usually, how long do you train? If you let's say you were within ten pounds of your 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 competing weight, mm -hmm. um, what? How long does that process take from start? Like when you figure out you're you're about to compete again to the actual, you know, weekend of the of the thing. Um, I normally do like three months okay. if I'm like within fifteen. So like a like a twelve week prep. So. Okay, and a, and a like. Uh, and you drop how do you get there is it mostly uh calories is it mostly lifting is it mostly cardio how did what is your you know it's for me it's crazy because you have some people that are blessed and they don't have to do a lot of cardio i'm one of those people that have to be a cardio warrior to drop and maybe my genes sure. i don't know but nutrition plays a big part but my nutrition and my cardio i mean of course you know lifting is there but for me to drop the way i want i have to kill it on cardio Okay. Okay. And I wish I wasn't that type of person because, like, I, I have um, a homegirl who's phenomenal, but she don't have to do a lot of cardio. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I wish that I was set up that way. So. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And okay. and she stays on point with her nutrition and stuff, but she's just one of those people where it just she leans out really, really quick like that. Okay. For me to lean out, I gotta be. <laughs> Like Martin on it. <laughs> right, right. Switch. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Right. 
So well, okay. Well, I can't. You know, good luck on that. Can't wait mm-hmm. to see you on that uh, on that path again. This time, I'll know. I'll know. I'm. You know, I I won't be startled when I see. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. And then, so, I mean, you talk about a switch. Now we're gonna switch to. Is it? Uh, what's the name of the company? Lamb. Say it again. Lammy's Cake and Cream. Lammy's it's Cake and Cream. It's our last name with the I-E-S. Nice. So you talk about the antithesis of, of what you need to be a professional, you know, competitor or bodybuilder. Like, just, <laughs> Mocha, can I tell you that, what is that, apple cinnamon cream, whatever that you brought? <laughs> Mocha, I could devour that whole thing. Oh, thank you. I'm serious. I appreciate it. Oh, how did you even get into baking? Uh, you know what? I, I'm giving homage to look all my exes. Look, uh, <laughs> hey, listen. The goal of relationship is to learn about yourself. Oh so if you take something from it. You know what I mean? You're good. This is hilarious. Um, my ex, I just baked one day because I really wasn't the baker. I, I like mm-hmm. to cook, but you know. I mean, I give you a pound cake or I can give you a sweet potato pie. I mean, I follow, you know, I do good chocolate chip cookies and stuff like that. I can follow a recipe. That's the easy yeah. Um, My nephew really loves pound cakes. Like, he loved my mom's pound cake. So, um, I was staying with him at the time when I, you know, came out from school or whatever. Well, I was out of recruit school then, but um, I decided to um, dig into my little Lizzie box. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm going to make one. So, um. I made one and he was like, um, my boyfriend at the time, he was like, Mo, you need to sell these. And I was like, I don't make like that. Like, no, he was like, no, they're good enough to sell. I'm like, nah, this is just once every blue moon, you know. And then um, I think one day I was kind of like strapped for cash. <laughs> mm, yeah. Let me let me pick up a hustle and see. Let me just put it out there and see if somebody will buy. And um I made one and I posted it and one of the guys from the station saw it on Facebook and mm. texted me was like, hey, I want to order one. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So it kind of started like that. And then um, my sister, she had a business before, um, like an online business. So mm. I knew she kind of knew like the little business thing. So um, I spoke to her and like, we both love cake and ice cream. Like I'm, I like pound cake, but I have to have a taste for pound cake. So, okay. um, but cake and ice cream just go well together. I don't care if yes. it's pound cake or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I talked to her about like I had this idea for you know like cake and ice cream or whatever, like kind of like a food truck idea. And mm-hmm. so I to her, she was like, mm, I was like, you think you know you want to go to bit in business with me or whatever? And so she obliged, and it just started from there and. You know, she set up the website. It was kind of some years later, but um, yeah. But I will say the guys at the station they they purchased. <laughs> Goodness purchased. gracious! But now that we had a website, get more. But now, um, could we start thinking of flavors and looking up stuff and like, okay, well, let's put our spin on this and let's put our spin on this. So that's how, you know, we developed. You know, Jeez. you talking about? I mean, four things that that's remarkable. I mean. Mortuary to firefighting to professional competitive bodybuilding 
to cakes. Ain't that to crazy? Cakes. And the crazy thing I tell people, because it's like, how are you working out or you look like this and you baking this? And I'm like, I have to have a taste for it. Now <laughs> I would say the apple cinnamon one is very tempting and the sweet potato one, I'd be like, oh, please don't let oh. them that why I'm in prep. Like <laughs> But oh. I tell them, hey, if you want me to get your fat, I can get your fat. If you want me to get your fit, I can get your. Uh, <laughs> I can get your fat or fit. Oh, that's great. Oh, okay, that's great. That's a uh, that's a that's a great place. Uh, <laughs> that's a great place to 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 end that part of the um, the podcast. That's amazing. Um, so this next part, okay, is called rapid fire. Uh-oh. Right? Well, it, it's a rapid fire, but it's called play by ear. Okay. Okay. So where I just, I'm going to give you two options. Okay. And you're just going to choose whichever one. Okay. Got it. All right. So give me a minute. Okay. I got it. I got one more question. I got to add on that. <laughs> Don't try to trip me up, Dave. No. Hey, listen, man. It's here. Um, be like chocolate care bed. Uh, right, right. <laughs> I <laughs> like some <mad>. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, dang, that's what okay. Um man. This is I can't do that. Um oh <laughs> or I, I could just cut all this dead air. I'm gonna cut all this dead air. Um, That's okay. Okay. By the way, I'm loving the beard. Oh, thank you, Mocha. You know, sometimes <laughs> I go back and forth. Like you know, I, I grade super early, so it's kind of like I, I tell them, look, hey, I know you don't. You're not the age of a silver fox, but I like a silver fox. Now. Look, silver fox. Like, yeah, look, don't said, don't look, gas me, Mocha. Don't gas me. They talk about no, no, lamb. You like silver wolves. That's <laughs> 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 why I be liking the elder, elderly man. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> oh, that's bogus. That's bogus. All right, um, all right. So here we go. Hmm? Franklin Park or Miracle Mile Plaza? Miracle, wow. Yeah, okay, okay. That was easy, huh? Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I got a lot of memories in Miracle Mile, so with my family, so. Okay, okay. So Cinema Franklin, uh, Cinemark Franklin Park or Eastwood Theater? I don't even know what Eastwood is, Franklin Park. <laughs> I, knew, I knew I was going to pick something that was new or somebody didn't know about. Um, Buffalo Express or Knockout Wings? Wait a minute. Ain't that the same? Yeah, I was trying to trip you up. <laughs> Buffalo Express. See? And you still gave the right answer. There we go. <laughs> um, now, if you can remember training for volleyball or training to compete. Ooh. I don't know. Mm hmm. Cause it's two different types of training. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I'm gonna say training to compete. Training to compete. Okay. And for that matter, training to compete or training to become a firefighter. 
Ooh. Trains become a firefighter because that's life. That's life or death. Got it. Got <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. And uh, last one, uh, Rudolph or Hyman Street? Hyman <laughs> Street. Hyman Street. <laughs> Did you even stay in Rudolph? No. <laughs> Hankel and then Corvilla. Hankel, and then that's Corvilla, right. And then Oh, you stayed in Corvilla? I did. Man, man, Maurice, yes. Oh, man. Mocha, were we, wait, were we at Corvilla at the same time? If you were, I didn't know you. You know, you Right, were, no, I, I didn't no, know just you. <laughs> <laughs> I was, so, um, when did you come to TSU? I was there in uh, 2001. I got there in 2001. I went straight to Corvilla. I think so then. Yep. That's crazy. That's Thank crazy. Because I didn't beat you till a year later. Yeah. Yep. That's wow. Yep. Corvilla. Shout out to Ability. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you took it back. <laughs> Hey, ability got me literally. Oh, yeah. He had the ability to get me from point A to point B. Like he oh. got me from all the way from Nashville to Toledo several times. And then oh, she had to go home great. to glory. She had to go home to glory. <laughs> oh wow. Oh uh, wait, what did you replace her with? Um, remember I got that Malibu? Malibu, yeah, yep. the Malibu, yeah. I got that yep. pewter Malibu. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. listen, Mocha, that this is great. I appreciate you. This is we're gonna stop it right there. Okay. Um, but... that was great. <laughs> and um, hey, I promote promote the uh the website, the, the business one more time. Go ahead. It is Lammy's Cake and Cream. You can find us on IG at Lammy underscore cake. Um, or you can go to the website at www.lammyscakeandcream.com. Listen, it's not just because you are my friend. <laughs> I will inhale that entire cake. <laughs> and I want to taste the sweet potato joint. I, I didn't know about it. that one. I, I will Oof. bring it family weekend. Oof. I will bring it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Monique Lamb, y'all. All right. That was my good friend Monique Lamb, the mortician slash bakery lady slash uh, bodybuilder slash fireman, firewoman. Sorry about that. I appreciate you for coming on, Mocha. Hope you had uh, as good a time as I did. Um, so now here comes that awkward part of the show. Um, where I try and get you to engage with the Instagram page. What's you are favorite song on Instagram? Because I want you all to help me name this segment. And we eight episodes in and I ain't got no help. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. I did get some help. Let me not lie like that. Shout out to Paige. Shout out to Dana. Thank you all for, for your help there. And, um, but you know, Keep the suggestions rolling there. Right now, we just gonna call it something bland like 
music time stories or something like that. You see how bad that sounds? It's going to keep sounding bad until y'all help me name this segment. But today, um, we're going to talk about um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And y'all know them. You know, started in the time helm Janet Jackson's career from, you know, uh, just after uh, her first two albums, which I guess flopped. And, you know, they were supposed to do like a an album of either the lady from Mid- Atlantic Star or Midnight Star, something like that. And she didn't want to do it. She didn't want them to do it. So they were like, oh, they went to MCA and it was like, hey, who else? Who else you got on the roster? Pick Janet and then the rest is history. Um, you know, they've produced I think they did Seduction on Usher's album. They did Tender Love. Uh, You know, they did Janet's, you know, they did Control, Rhythm Nation, um, you know, Janet, Velvet Rope, all that good stuff. Um, Yeah, yeah, you know, Saturday Love, you know, they've done a lot of stuff. So anyway, they're with Prince and The Time. And as you know, you know, or if you don't, The Time was kind of like it was kind of like Millie Vanilli in a way I mean Morris Day was actually singing but Prince wrote and produced everything on the album and played everything on the album by the way right so anything you hear on that first you know um, time album that's Prince playing but at concert, you know, Prince got his own stuff he's playing. So in the concert, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were a part of the band, Time. And so, you know, Morris Day had told them, he said, listen, this ain't going to last forever. I'm going into acting. I think y'all should try and do some other stuff, you know, and uh, talking to the band. So Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis was like, you know, shoot, I'm going to you know, we, we gonna produce some other, some other acts. Um, but Prince didn't want them to. Prince didn't want them to give away the sound of the time, but it's really unfair, right? Because it's like, wait, how you gonna try to keep me playing with you? And I don't get no residuals. You ain't let me produce nothing. So I'm just a higher help, really. And they got tired of it. And they, uh, they set out for California during one of the breaks from the time. And they started producing. And uh, it's funny to hear them tell the story. He was like, yo, we were the same way you see us now with the hat, the glasses and the suits. That's the same way we were <laughs> like in California. We had no money because really, I think Prince, I said, I think he said they were Prince was paying them. What, 250 a week or something like that? Something crazy. Now, keep in mind, this is the early 80s. And 250 is worth a lot more than now. But, you know, I think Terry Lewis already had kids and, you know, it was just a bad look. So they were looking for other income sources. Why wouldn't you? Next thing you know, Prince gets catches wind of one of the songs that they produce. And he's like, hey, we can't have that. I don't want y'all to give away the sound. I don't want y'all producing. um, I don't want any, you know, y'all to produce anything on the outside. So now they're in a, you know, they're in a pickle because it's like, wait, what you want me to do, fam? You ain't you ain't giving me no money. You ain't giving me no money. I got to I got to get paid. 
So they was like, F it, man. We're going to still do our thing. Until um, they were in Atlanta doing some stuff for this band. And the way they tell it, the way it's told is it was a snowstorm. But then they say, nah, it was Atlanta. So it wasn't a snowstorm. It was just a light dusting, but enough to, you know, delay their flight. And they missed a gig in San Antonio. And when they missed this gig in San Antonio, which they never miss, it was like a no-no. And I guess Prince, you know, figured something was up. So now they're all in L.A., Um, They get the call that Prince wants to see you come by the studio. So now they're nervous and they get to the studio and they see the accountant. And the accountant was like, oh, hey, how y'all doing? Gave them the checks just like always. So then they were like, oh, we we good now. As soon as they get into the studio, they see Morris Day and Prince. They say Morris Day just put his head down. So they knew it. They were like, oh, the, the jig is up. So Prince says, hey, I thought I told you guys I didn't want any more outside producing. Weren't you producing any outside acts? Um, so I'm going to have to let you go. You're fired. So Jimmy Jam leaves. I guess Terry Lewis stayed in there. And I, I guess Terry Lewis was the one who would keep Prince honest. And they would like get into arguments. And, you know, he wasn't standing for Prince's BS. While the other ones was like, ah, you know. And... So anyway, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis had to go across town. This is out here in L.A. And they had to mix something else they had just produced. The track that Prince had heard. So when they get to the studio, you know, they down. They still annoyed, whatever. And, they, you know, somebody at the one engineer at the studio was like, yo, you know, what's wrong? And they were like, yeah, Prince just fired us. And the dude was like, well, look, man, for what it's worth, I don't think y'all got nothing to worry about. Because this track here that y'all got just went number one. <laughs> and and that song was just be good to me. Right? That song out ain't it you know I mean, sometimes and apparently you know when they they kept getting paid and up and later on they found out that prince wasn't trying to he really wasn't firing them he was just trying to scare them and he thought they were going to fail ain't that a trip he thought they were going to fail and come back and, you know, ask for their beg for their job back. But they never did because, you know, they became the the go to guys, you know, human league. I'm only human. You know, we think it's a white song, but that was Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Uh, obviously, Janet stuff, you know, all kind of stuff they were doing during that time, you know. That just proved it. Matter of fact, Jimmy Jam told a story. He was like, man, Prince drove by his house in a limo and from the back seat threw um, a copy of Control out of the window, like an album out of the window into his yard. <laughs> he was like, man, why is Prince? Why is Prince true? He said, man, it wasn't until I talked to my grandma. He was like, listen, obviously the boy is weird, but that's just him showing that he admires you that he admires what you did. And obviously, you know, they were all 
tight before you know prince died and they were even tight you know back then so everything worked out though you know but um but that's it man that's the story for the week and i hope you enjoyed it um thanks again for listening you know what we got at 73 minutes we got it down to 73 okay but listen we're gonna get it down to after 73 we'll get it down to 65 then we're gonna get the whole episode down <laughs> to 60 minutes to an hour so uh until then man I, I appreciate you listening hopefully i got you to and from work um maybe to and from work you know in one day split the episode through a lunch break you know whatever nice little departure from the day um yeah man so we're gonna get we're gonna get on up out of here um and i'm going to oh somebody has suggested i i kind of did a couple years ago but i didn't take it seriously but swiss beats um swiss beats had tweeted out he said uh who would go against stevie wonder in the verses and the answer really is is you know god really <laughs> that's who was especially on that four album genius run that was all who was doing it anyway you know but a lot of people suggest uh, quincy, quincy jones and the problem about quincy jones is that he's a you know producer but he's a composer so you may not know a lot of the stuff that quincy jones did like the austin powers theme song and you know some sinatra stuff the sanford and son theme song like that that's all quincy jones so you know it would be it would be an interesting battle you know um to go against stevie which is mostly you know uh funk soul and you know r&b and all that good stuff so anyway uh we're going to end the show um the same way we do every week with words from the great uh quincy jones who said um, let's not be so full of ourselves." Let's always leave space for God to enter the room. Until next week. What's your favorite song? Thanks for listening. We out of here.